Oh, of all the freshmen that got to got in some action for the exhibition season, one has caught Scott Ritchie's eye. I mean, Luke Goody has always kind of been the freshman that probably will play the most, but R.J. Melendez kind of I mean, came out of nowhere a little bit in the two exhibitions and played some good basketball. All right, Richie, we'll break that down. We'll tell you about Io's visit, about some technical fouls, and about Brad Underwood's recruiting. Crazy stuff. This week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Ah, uh, good morning. Not so good, as it turns out, if you can tell by the tone of my voice. I'm an angry Jim Rosso with a happy, fortunately, a happy Scott Ritchie, right? Sure. Well, I'm not happy. Well, it, t- let me tell you why. Okay. All right. Illinois football, first of all. And then I got to wait nine more days before a basketball game is played. If there's ever a time I need a game played now, it's this week. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the kind of the weird part of the schedule where the Illinois played like really an early exhibition uh, against St. Mm-hmm. Francis and like most teams were just playing like their first exhibition when only played at second. Um but yeah, no, we just wait a few more days. Next Tuesday. Well, so we're going to have one more podcast before only plays mm-hmm. again. Um but it's coming. Like it's it's not that far All away. Right. Well, it's getting cold out, it's getting dark out. Uh, it's my post-Halloween blues uh, are setting in already. Yeah. I'm Jim Rosso, like I said, uh, Vice President of News, was the beat writer when Illinois basketball used to make the Elite Eight. Yeah, that, that one season. 2001. That they made the Elite Scott Eight. Ritchie's on a two-game losing streak for his predictions for Illinois football. He he fumbled bad on Saturday, somehow picking the Illini to beat Rutgers. That didn't happen. Ed Bodden told me. I mean, it wasn't unreasonable to pick Illinois to beat Rutgers. Um, and it wasn't unreasonable for me to pick Penn State to beat Illinois two weeks ago. Two-game um, losing streak is all I'm saying. Yeah. It, Richie. I mean, it is what it is. I'm still, what is that, makes me 7-2? and two. Here, I got an outside chance at the playoff. Here's the bright spot. Uh, I, I was allowed back in the podcast booth. I spent last Monday in Danville talking to a fine bunch of Rotarians. Mike Goble filled in for me admirably. And I got the invite back. Uh, Scott Ritchie, I was on pins and needles till late last night. I got the text from Ritchie saying, you're back. Yeah, well, I just wanted to keep you on your toes. Thank you, Scott. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's a given. Did you predict the the outcomes of the uh, the exhibitions? I don't remember reading in the news. Yeah. You did? I, I so you're 2-0. 2-0. Oh. 
Way to go. Buddy. And, I mean, I didn't. I predicted a fairly significant win against St. Francis, but I, I don't even think I got them by 67. Um, then I was pretty close, actually, to the score for the, the IUP game. Uh, that would be Indiana University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> IUP is uh, how much it's, it's quicker to say. But uh, I thought it would be closer, and it was. And, you know, IUP is obviously a good Division two team, probably maybe even as good or better than – a couple of the the low majors that Minnesota. D1 teams that <laughs> uh I mean I don't know, maybe uh but like I mean your UT Rio Grande Valleys um <laughs> they have a, I like their coach Matt Figger who left uh, Austin P you know for that job um and you know coached with Brad Underwood at Kansas State and South Carolina actually so there's a connection there but uh IUP's probably better than them maybe better than Jackson State as well all right um, but still, Illinois had some struggles in their second exhibition game, and Brad Underwood was thrilled that they did not play well because that gave him. So he he's got this well, what what was then I guess a, a ten day break before their not a break but gap before their first real game to uh, probably show them the the film of the IUP exhibition a time or two maybe point out how. You know they did not play well, and he wanted them to to feel a little adversity, and they certainly did. All right, hey, you're, I'm turning my frown upside down just talking a little basketball. And Scott Ritchie vows to improve my mood the rest of this uh, podcast. Episode number one seventy four. Hey, we're in our new studios. That's a reason to cheer up here on Fox Drive. Come on by if you want to stop by. Say hi to Scott Ritchie. Say hi to Ed Bond. There's a big window. You can wave. What do you think? Yeah, it's, you know, we've got a little more space. All right, take me back to Friday night. Mr. Ritchie, uh, start with Io's appearance. Him and his family showed up to a rousing ovation. How do you get away from the Bulls? Well, they didn't play that night, so that was, you know, one of the reasons. But, yeah, there was, a, I think, an event for the team, but, you know, Io said that the, the Bulls, you know, player personnel people were like, just go to Champagne. It's okay. Like, go get your ring. So, made the trip down and didn't quite make it on time for the official ring ceremony and uh, banner re raising. You know, it had been in the rafters already. Mm-hmm. They took it down, then re raised it um, in celebration on Friday. But he got there right about when the game started. And then the second media timeout, you know, they, they got him on the court present him with his ring and you know fans were were thrilled to see him turned out pretty cool ed bond you're a, you're a producer on the radio broadcast do you get a ring do you get you know sometimes they give the the radio guys rings Dion thomas did bring that question up all right to coach after the game on the air and what did coach say joey biggs help me out here <laughs> all right just checking i didn't know if ed was going to flash his big old Ring finger to us. We haven't had rings since 2005. Okay. Thank you, Ed. Um, back to the basketball game. Io was there. How's he doing with the Bulls? I've not been paying attention, Scott Ritchie. Well, I mean, the fact that he's you know, on the roster and you know, in the rotation um, is, a, is a good thing. And some injuries have opened the door for him to do that. You know, the, and the G League you know, season hasn't started yet. I would imagine at some point he'll probably spend some time with the Windy City Bulls. Who are coached by an EIU legend, Henry Domerkant. Shout out to to Henry, um, but you know, he's. 
playing like a rookie. He's had some really, you know, solid moments and he's had some some games where it's like, okay, well, he's just starting his NBA career, but I think overall he's played well and I think what's was most striking like leading into the season was how like the veterans on the team talked about him. Like DeMar DeRozan um Zach Levine a bit like very complimentary uh, of kind of what IO had been doing in practice and I mean those guys are pretty solid in their roles they're they're not you know maybe threatened by by Io Desumu you know, to take their spot because it just won't happen but you know, they that was was telling to me because you don't always hear you know vets talk about second round draft picks you know the way that they did all right fun Friday night at State Farm Center other than the film as as Scotty pointed out. Uh, the technicals is he most mad at Underwood or what's he what did he leave the the arena uh, most frustrated about Uh, there were a few things we'll start with the technicals Um, and he was displeased by what you know he said was just a a lack of maturity on the part of Andre Curbelo Coleman Hawkins you know Curbelo you know chirped to an official that's going to get you a technical and then Coleman Hawkins with the game not necessarily in hand, I mean, Illinois was up by 10, I think. You know, turned to the the IUP bench and said something you shouldn't in in hearing range of an official. So, going to get a technical for that. It's a guarantee. Um, Brett Underwood was, whoo, was he mad? Because like he pulled both of them off the court. I mean, subbed them out immediately when he could. And he got in their face about that. Um, but you know, beyond that, I mean, just, it was more like just defensively, they had some struggles and I mean, that probably didn't surprise me because Trent Frazier hurt his shoulder early in the game, came back, played like 90 more seconds and then, you know, called it a day. Demonte Williams didn't play. You know, Austin Hutcherson didn't play as well. And those are, it was Frazier and Williams, clearly two of the best wing defenders on the team. Hutcherson. Could be that as well. So um, some issues there. Just getting Kofi the ball. That was a little frustration because you know, IUP and played pack line defense, jammed up the paint, you know, made life tough on Kofi, but he just didn't get enough touches either. And they kind of rectified that in the second half, but um, he's a preseason All-American. I'd, I'd let him shoot the ball occasionally. All right, so what do you do? You got all this time off in between games. What Do they go on field trips? Do they go uh... – They'll be – practicing would be my guess <laughs> i'm not sure there'd be any field trips <laughs> like if you know they would have beat iup by 30 oh yeah let's, let's take a field trip let's go see io play for the bulls yeah, we don't need to practice we're good uh i mean they, they won by 15 which is it sounds like a, a a good win but it was not their best performance so i imagine they'll be fairly occupied with their time at oven or state farm center or wherever they you know can get their practice in all right, go to newsgazette.com if you want to see Robin Schulz's gallery from Friday. Pretty cool stuff. A lot of uh, celebrating going on, a lot of showing off. Rings are very fancy, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, it's not a not an everyday wear type of deal, probably. <clears throat> right. But you're not wearing that to biology and. I mean, I think for rings. a while I I might. You might. Okay. Yeah. They didn't give the beat writers rings, right? Either. Just no. double checking with you. No, nope, I was not part of the. All right. The, the group that got it right. All right. Uh, you're an AP top 25 voter. Your, bat, your next ballot, you've, you did your preseason, of course, not due for, what, a 
couple more weeks already until these games start playing. Yeah, there's got to be some results. All right. Well, uh, the exhibition season, though, has started. Did I see Purdue lost? Or am I imagining that? Or is that a secret scrimmage? I. It might have been a secret scrimmage. I have friends in Indiana who are clamoring about the Boilermakers not playing so well. And uh, as we all know, Purdue and Michigan are the two teams that are supposedly giving Illinois a run for its money. Yeah, well, that was a secret scrimmage that Purdue okay. played because they only have one exhibition game and okay. it's not till this week. Did they lose the secret scrimmage, did I understand? Or maybe I was getting some bad info on the streets outside Lafayette. Well, um, they did lose in overtime at Providence. And Providence is okay. I think they'll probably finish in the middle of the Big East. Um, you know, they have one really intriguing player, Nate Watson, is their center, super senior center, who's really good. And I had him ranked among the top 100 players in the country. But um, who? I, I, you know, should have read. Go back to Purdue. Don't should have read it. Don't take him a detour to Providence for the love of God. Um, other note about the Friars: the most terrifying <laughs> mascot in Division One. Um, no, but I mean, you know. Purdue probably should win. All right. I mean, it, it's, and I don't I mean, the secret scrimmage, obviously we don't know all of the details, but you usually play those, you know, kind of as a a real, quote-unquote, real game, just to maybe get, figure out your rotation. I, you don't experiment quite as much in a secret scrimmage as you might in, like, an exhibition game against a, an AIA or so Division two or three opponent. Illinois won't have their secret scrimmage this week to – some of the downtime. No, you can't. You can okay. either you can you can play twice before the season starts, and it can be a combination of exhibitions and scrimmages. But if you go two exhibitions, that's that's your allotment. Thank you, Ed Hightower, for breaking that down for me. He's back in the game. I can't remember what what he just got appointed to. Some advisory role. Yeah. Good I'm, for him. Yeah, I, I'm former Illinois superintendent Ed Hightower. School district down by the St. Louis area. Edwards. Edwards Hill. Yeah. yeah. I always liked it. And uh, an official that I'm not sure all Illinois fans always loved. Well, there was a group of officials back then that seemed to do every Illinois game, right? Back yeah. in the old days. Uh, the the, the uh, Ted Hillary's and so on. So. Yeah. The current version of that is Bo Borowski. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Bo. Not. Where were we? Uh, so I, What I'm trying to get to is that maybe Purdue... Uh, you know, isn't as good as people are thinking they will be. I'm well, making this all on one on secret one secret <laughs> scrimmage that yes. we don't. I'm not even sure, like you know, if all of their best players play all the time. Um, I think Purdue's still pretty good. Okay, yeah, they got Trevion Williams, Jaden Ivey, um, your favorite player Zach Eady. Yeah, seven four. Giants. Had a great summer. I'll give them that. Did have a great summer. Okay. Um, and Jaden Ivey's kind of the, the crucial player for them because I think Trevion Williams, he's going to give you what he's given you for the last two years and and the smaller role the two years before that. Everyone's expecting Ivy to have the breakout sophomore season, and he might. He played really well at the end of last season. Had a pretty decent summer playing for Team USA at the U19 World Cup, but he's got to do it. He's got to be a more efficient shooter. Um, curious to see how much he has the ball in his hands, but... He's the linchpin, kind of like Andre Corbello for Illinois. You know, everyone's looking for him to have that breakout sophomore year, and he had 14 points and 
12 assists against IUP, and, and that's great. He also turned it over 10 times. Mm. and Too many. I mean, some of them were the, maybe he sees an opening and can make that pass, but it just doesn't happen because, you know, his his teammate's not ready. There were, there I think there were a couple of those, but he had like some stepped out of bounds trying to get to the basket once, kind of weaving his way around things, just threw a few balls out of bounds. Um, he has 50, he had 15 turnovers in two exhibition games, and that's like way too many. It, it's a fine line Brett Underwood's going to walk to not stifle Andre Corbell's creativity, but also be like, hey, man, sometimes you just got to pass the ball to your teammate. That seemed to be a bone of contention for some of our social media fans last, even last year with uh, Curbelo. Some of his uh, play uh, maybe caught the eye of some old school fans that didn't like the way he was going about business. Yeah, I mean, my response to them is like, too bad. Because like, what makes him special is the fact that he tries to make you know these passes that like he can't make like he he knows the angles like he, his core vision's unreal but sometimes it's just going to be a turnover and 10 is too many but i think you have to live with a few all right give me your mvp rankings the first of the year we'll go the top three players based on two exhibition games hmm. well i'm gonna put kofi coburn at number one even after a slow start Last Friday, I mean, he finished with 21 points and eight rebounds. It's pretty solid. Um, I had to kind of limit to the guys that played both games because I think Austin Hutcherson could sneak in, but you know he played one. So I'm, what, would, what would have been his follow-up to St. Francis? These we, are we'll, your rankings. We'll never know. You make the criteria. Figure it out. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just kind of filibustering there for a second. Um, I think, too, even with the the technical that – should have been avoided. Like Coleman Hawkins might do some things this year. And before the technical, you know, he looked looked good against IUP. I mean I mean the one area that he probably could have short short up a little bit was his three point shooting and like they were I think he just got in his head too much because like they were just letting him have the shots and like he can make them. He just didn't make a high enough percentage. But still number two. Uh I like what he was doing. And this is going to be kind of a way out there choice for number three. But it's more of a projection for the future because someone will usurp this role here this spot pretty soon. Maybe not even the future this year, but down the road. R.J. Melendez. Hmm. Because he came in the first exhibition late. I mean, it was garbage time, but he kind of showed off his athleticism and all the things he could do offensively. And he knocked down three, got to the... You know, got to the rim, finished at the hoop. Um, and then against IUP, like, he was not as good offensively, but he had a stretch. And he got some real minutes, too. Had a stretch, like, four possessions in a row where he got, like, forced a, a missed shot, I think. He had two turnovers, defensive, t- re- or two, two defensive rebounds, not turnovers. And just a straight-up steal. It was, like, his length, his athleticism, if he can, like, figure that out on the defensive end like he could be really good hmm. so a projection for the future uh a spot that you know Trent Frazier Andre Cabello will probably jump into the top three eventually but for now yeah. RJ Melendez how was the uh atmosphere fans get into it 
Good to be back. Yeah, I mean, good Live. crowds for. I mean, I think the first exhibition was around thirteen thousand. I think they called the second one a sellout. It will, I mean, not every seat was filled, but yeah, I mean, for exhibition games, pretty good. Any new pregame music? Uh, any game day experience changes? Yeah, not not so much. The I mean, what's become a staple at State Farm Center is when it's just the opposing team on the court. Mm-hmm. The music changes, and it's much more of the slow jam variety. Simon and Garfunkel, maybe. Uh, I mean, a little more. Bridge over troubled water. <laughs> let's let's pull you out of the seventies. <laughs> uh, so, like, I mean, Friday night they played "Purple Rain" by Prince, like that type of slow jam. Mm. Not so much Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> I guess I, I mean I could request that for you if you want, but I'm just trying to get in the head of the visitors. That's that would I, certainly, I mean, that would really confuse them. I think, and everyone else in the arena. The, Who's the wiseacre who has the controls of the music and uh, is maybe messing with you, visitors? Um, well, last year it was uh, David Cron, who's in their marketing, but you know, former Illinois catcher that stuck around, got a job with the DIA. I'm not sure who was okay. running it. Good job. We'll kick off our faces of State Farm Center. That's why I ask. This weekend, we got a, a neat story on three longtime ushers who have been there three decades plus, back on the job, of course, because they now can show people back to their seats. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a bare-bones staff last year because there, right. there was like 100 people in the building. So. Did I see Bob Knight back at uh, Indiana practice? I'm, uh, yeah, did, he, he was there, All right, over the, I guess, over the weekend. All right, good to see. Anything else happening in the Big Ten that I should know about? Uh, I mean, just kind of quiet. Well, I mean, it's exhibition season. There's not a lot. Don't get smart with me. Not a lot to right. go on. I don't know if I like your tone. No real sudden. upsets yet. All right. Unless you consider you know, Providence over Purdue in a secret scrimmage worthy of that. Uh, Illinois basketball, of course, has not stopped recruiting. I understand. Yeah. Um, and then cause there's one new offer. We'll kind of get into a more stranger, interesting topic. But the new offer, class of 2024, so that would be your current high school sophomores. Um, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but Khan Nupel? Nepal? He's a 6'5", 205-pound shooting guard out of Wisconsin. Plays at Wisconsin Lutheran and Milwaukee. Um, has some interesting offers. Uh, Wisconsin, Texas A&M, USC, Iowa. Toledo is kind of the outlier of the, the that bunch. But uh, had a good freshman year. Averaged... Ten and a half points, about five rebounds, two assists um, as a freshman, and so we'll see. I just, I mean, obviously his recruitment is just barely getting started. Kind of the other other interesting recruiting news is uh, best player in the state of Illinois left. JJ Taylor, uh, class of twenty twenty three, five star recruit, played at Morgan Park as a freshman, then Kenwood last year is. Headed out to Los Angeles to play at Kanye West's Donda Academy, um, which is the strangest thing I think I've ever said out loud. Because Kanye West now has a prep school that is essentially just a basketball team, I think. But Was that because of Centennial's upset of Kenwood in the high school football playoffs on Saturday? Did that have anything to do with it? No. J.J. had already made the decision to leave before 
That was a big upset, too. Kenwood had a pretty good team. Let's go, Chargers. Uh, but, yeah, so Donda Academy, like, tons of talent. Like, they've, they this, this team, like, just started up, like, in the last month. It just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Do you stop going to school? How does that work? I don't I mean, they ha- will have some it. affiliation with probably an online academy where these – but, it, like, they're going out there to play basketball. Hmm. But – it's kind of crazy, like, the the roster that they assembled, and I don't think it's a full roster quite yet, but you got J.J. Taylor, um, another five-star, uh, and Robert Dillingham, who was going to be teammates with Jaden Epps this year um, at Combine Academy in North Carolina before he left. But like, Ja'Kai Howard is from the class of uh, another 2023 recruit, I believe, out of Georgia, that Illinois has offered. Um, Zion Cruz is a senior class 2022 guard. I mean, Illinois offered him way back. I mean, that's, they're not really involved in his recruitment. But then Jalen Hooks, who's from Indianapolis, has an Illinois offer. He's playing out there now. So, I don't know. Illinois might be spending some time at Kanye West, covering Kanye West basketball team. All right. Uh, I had J.J. Taylor penciled in to Brad Underwood's roster. Does this now change things when the when you lose him out of the Midwest? I mean, I don't think it helps. And I mean, there's always going to be other college contenders for him. I mean, I know Texas has gone after him hard, and his the lead recruiter for Texas for JJ Taylor is Jaron Howard, and apparently his cell is basically just like Kevin Durant, because that's maybe the closest comp and Kevin Durant played in Texas um but now like he's in out in Los Angeles I mean like uh, does the G League like G League Ignite does that happen um we'll see but it's crazy like the class of 2023 there are three five-star recruits and one four-star like borderline five-star recruit and J.J. Taylor Kylan Boswell Madas Basulis and Jeremy Fears they all started, either played middle school or high school basketball in Illinois. And JJ's now JJ Taylor's now in Los Angeles. Mattis Basulis left last year to go play at Brewster Academy in New Hampshire. Um, Colin Boswell, pride of Champaign-Urbana, he left to start his high school career in California. Now is at Compass Prep in Arizona. Jeremy Fears left last year from Joliet West to go play at La Lumiere. It's like those are four legit dudes, and they all left the state. Kind of continuing a trend. What do you think that is? Is it really to progress as a basketball player? Can't you do that at Joliet West? Is is something holding you back there? I mean, just with Jeremy Fears, the level of competition is better that he faces at La Lumiere because they play a national schedule. Um, Now, Kenwood has like an entire, like all D1 starting lineup still, I think, even with J.J. Taylor leaving. And they were going to play in some national events. Like some being the operative word there, um, but like fears and Busalis left last year because there was not like a certainty that Illinois was going to play high school basketball, but they went to schools that play national schedules and they're like Matis Basulis turned into like a top five recruit because maybe he always would have, but he got to play against top level competition and got seen a lot more than he probably would have it. Hensdale Central, I think it was the one. Um, so it's just uh, they're not the first 
to leave the state to go play elsewhere. And I mean, certainly won't be the last either. All right, Scott Richie, how do you feel about Brad Underwood's current recruiting? The state of it, who's coming in next year? Does it? I mean, I think have they have, to get much better. I mean, I think they have two really good players in Jaden Epps and Sincere Harris. Um, and I think people people may be sleeping a little bit on Sincere Harris. He just from talking. To, you know, when he committed, just talking to his coach uh, Drew Joyce out at St. Ben's St. Mary, like he plays like with a real edge. Like, like that's a Brad Underwood dude. Um, I think the transfer portal thing is always going to because they have those two guards committed, and I think you know any other additions for next season could come from the portal. So it's, but like twenty twenty three might be a real litmus test in terms of recruiting because like they're really in it for J.J. Taylor really in it for Kylan Boswell really in it for Jeremy Fears um, those are all really high profile guys and if they got Taylor or Boswell that'd be the first five star that, that Brad Underwoods has landed because Iowa was close and he was a five star I think at one juncture but by the time you know junior senior year I think he was just a high four who knows what that means, but they can get some of those 2023 guys. Like that could be the, the moves made to like maintain Illinois as a, a national type program. So we'll see. Uh, let's talk some ages before we get out of here. Uh, today we honored the 14th class of 40 under 40. Scott Ritchie, you're still eligible. I want to point that out. I am for if five Ed, five more years. If Ed Bond would ever nominate you, or if you ever did something good for the community, maybe you could win. All right, it's not just all about work. Well, I was gonna say, are you going to let me do less work so I could be more active in the community? Uh, th- there's the question. Nope. Okay, so I'll just probably have to get by with never being forty under forty, maybe seventy under seventy. And there's always set goals, life goals. Speaking of the older crowd, Lauren Tate. Turns 90 this week. How about that? Yeah, and he just got done with a two-hour radio show, and he'll be on the radio a couple more times this week, and he'll write a Sunday column, and how many 90-year-olds are doing that? Yeah, he's kicking butt. Happy birthday to Lauren. Uh, What do we got coming this week other than no games? Now I'm getting in a bad mood again. Scott Ritchie, pick me up. Still have some basketball stories in the News Gazette. Uh including in Tuesdays, one on Io DeSumo, and just kind of how you know, his first, what, like five, six months, but the Bulls have gone. Um, and I think a couple more throughout the week. And then next week, obviously, with the opener, I believe we'll have a special section coming devoted solely to Illinois basketball. Mm, can't wait for that. And then, of course, I mean, some Illinois football coverage from me, some volleyball coverage from me. Illinois volleyball team, big wins over the weekend. Yeah, I mean Rutgers is you know Rutgers, but you know they won at Penn State and mm-hmm. would think that they might be ranked, and that'll come out later today. So I don't know for sure, but tell me this, oh volleyball beat writer, are they in good shape to host uh, the first two matches of the NCAA tournament? No. Why do you do that to me? Well, because you got to be in the top, essentially in the top sixteen in there. Oh, uh, you just said they're going to be ranked, which goes to twenty five. And there's more of a season to be played. Sure, but then you got to like 
move up and not move down, and they've got some tough matches coming up, including this week. They'll host Nebraska on Thursday. Scott Ritchie will be there, so we'll uh, photo editor Robin Scholes say hi to him. He'll buy you a hot dog if you ask for one. That's the, the podcast rule. And I'll expense it to Jim Rosso. Uh, looking forward to it. I, I think volleyball can, has time to make a run. Hey, where would they wind up, do you think, if they were to open on the road? No idea. I mean, like the last time that they played on the road in the tournament, I think they went out to Seattle cause to play at Washington. So you could really just go anywhere. Okay. They don't keep it regional. All right, Richie's headed to Minneapolis this weekend for a football. They're about a 15-point underdog. I would probably bet the Gophers at this point, playing really well. Yeah, which is, I mean, they lost to Bowling Green at home. I was like, okay, they're done. Yeah. And then they just they won. They rowing. They, they have they rowed that boat. Yeah. That's going to be sad to see Minnesota in the Big Ten title game. It could happen because Iowa looks awful now. And yeah. well, Wisconsin's making a move. But All right. I'm just saying that will I will. I mean, whoever I whoever comes Rudy. out of the West is like, okay, well, just congratulations, you get to lose to either Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, right by seventy. Yeah, maybe not. Ohio State's the only team that does that on people. Anyway, all right. Closing thoughts, Scott Rich. Before I get out of here, I know you're not going to give me any data because you're oh, they're going to start playing. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just. I'm just not very maybe nice. you have some data. Maybe you're going to surprise me. Some I, preseason I exhibition data. Here's the data. Andre Cabello had 15 turnovers in, the, in two games. Um, it's a piece of data that is not good for Illinois. Um, there's no closing thoughts. Just it's right. it's basketball season. You gotta get through this week, but like once next Tuesday comes, then there's just basketball for well, like five straight months. All right, follow along every morning 6 a.m. IlliniHQ.com. That's Scott Ritchie. Good morning, Illini Nation. And then every day in your print edition, pick that up because that's bonus copy. And then listen to the radio, DWS 1400 AM, 93.9 FM. Now simulcasting on the FM side to hear Scott Ritchie's booming voice. I am on fairly regularly. All right. Have you started smoking to improve your your voice? No. <laughs> Is that a thing, Ed? No, that's the old wives' tale, right? I mean, I think it certainly changes your voice. I don't know okay. if that it I'm thinking about it. it. Okay. Yeah. I, no, Ed's shaking his head. What about, I mean, just like just the occasional glass of bourbon, maybe? Does that <laughs> I help? I do. <laughs> I love being on the radio all of a sudden. All right, Scott Ritchie, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you.